Hello, I'm R.A. Spratt. I write and perform this podcast. If you'd like to support the show, I'm a children's author, so you can buy a book by me, or you can buy me a coffee by going to buymeacoffee.com slash stories R.A. Spratt. It's an easy way to make a small thank you gift to the show so I can keep kicking this can down the road. The podcast directory you're using right now should have a link to my Buy Me A Coffee page in the show notes, or you can type it into your browser. That's buymeacoffee.com slash stories R.A. Spratt. All contributions are gratefully appreciated. Hello and welcome to Bedtime Stories with me, R.A. Spratt. Okay, so we're reading my book, The Pesky Kids 3, Stuck in the Mud. And today we're up to Chapter 3, The Big Announcement. Here we go. It didn't take long for the entire school to trudge over to the Daffodil Gardens. They were literally one block away. So even with the slowness of a group of 300 sullen teens, they were standing within the white picket fence of the gardens in under eight minutes. The daffodils were over now. Sad, bedraggled brown petals drooped on their stems, but the gardens were still neat and the lawns immaculate. The big difference was the rotunda. Two huge TV screens had been set up, and pumping generic dance music was playing over massive loudspeakers. The Currawong High students were not the only people who had assembled. The students from St Anthony's, Currawong's elite private girls' school, were also there. They all looked just as posh as Loretta, although none of the other students managed to look as staggeringly beautiful in a straw boater hat and a uniform that hadn't been changed since the 1920s. A large crowd of locals were milling around too. The shops had all shut so staff could come to the announcement. Even Joy, the perpetually sullen waitress from the Good Times Cafe, was there. "'What's going on?' asked April. "'I think this is where they reveal the entire town is actually part of a weird cult,' said Finn." That would explain a lot, said April. It's not a wacky religion, said Loretta. She'd left the group of St Anthony's students and come over to say hello. It's much more fun and messier than that. Mr Lang made his way up onto the rostrum. He was always confident as he went about the school and his job as a guidance counsellor. But here, in the public gardens, he was out of his element. He looked nervous to be in front of such a large group of people. Mr. Lang was always neatly, if unfashionably, dressed, but nerves made him preen. He kept adjusting his bifocals, fiddling with the seam of his jacket, and straightening his brown woolen tie. "'Why is he even up there?' asked April. "'He looks like a goose. A goose that's, got, a goose that's about to go in the cooking pot.' "'Didn't you know? He's the new acting mayor,' explained Loretta. "'They had to get someone to fill in while Mayor Albright is awaiting trial.' The former mayor of Currawong was facing serious charges of attempted animal cruelty to a bear. For further information, see the pesky kids too, bear in the woods. But why did they choose Mr Lang, asked Finn. School guidance counsellor seems like a random pick for a local political leader. Well, it was a random pick, agreed Loretta. That's the way it's done in Currawong. It was written into the town's constitution 200 years ago. When an interim mayor has to be selected, they take the names of all local residents over the age of 18 who have no outstanding parking fines, no criminal record, no dangerous pets, no overdue library books and no long-running family feuds. Then they put all those names in a hat, pull out one and that person gets to be mayor until the next election. So it was sheer luck that Mr Lang landed the job then, said April. 
Not so much luck, said Loretta. There were only three people in town who met all the criteria. One of them was old Mrs Banks from up the hill. She took off in a caravan as soon as she heard what was going on. That only left Mr Lang and Joy the waitress. It's a shame, really. It would have been fun having a miserable, sullen mare. Ahem, began Mr Lang, as he took out several sheets of folded paper and began reading his speech into the microphone. Thank you all for coming here today. We didn't have a choice, Finn said loudly. You said it was mandatory, remember? Shh, said Joe. You can't always correct and question people. Why not? questioned Finn. Joe didn't reply. He just took a calming breath and tried to summon the strength to endure his brother and sister's personalities. He found himself doing this a lot. It never worked. Um, said Mr Lang, checking his notes. Get on with it, heckled April. Shh, said half the crowd. As Currawong's acting mayor, read Mr Lang, it gives me great pleasure to, he turned the page of his speech, use the bathrooms responsibly, always remembering to wash your hands. Everyone looked perplexed. People began to mutter amongst themselves. Oh, goody, said Loretta. The strain is too much for him. Mr Lang has only been acting interim mayor for two days and he snapped already. Huh, said Mr Lang. He shuffled his notes again. Sorry, I skipped a page. As Currawong's acting mayor, it gives me great pleasure to introduce... Brad Pedler from the Mad as Mud Company. That does make more sense, said Loretta. Everyone in the crowd dutifully applauded as a muscle-bound man in a too-tight polo shirt leapt up onto the stage. Good morning, Karawong, he bellowed over the microphone. People cheered. Let me hear you say mud, cried Brad. The whole crowd bellowed as one. Mud! Let me hear you say run, called Brad. Run, roared the crowd. Now put that together, cried Brad. Mud, run, yelled all the gathered residents of Currawong. I can't hear you, yelled Brad. Then he must have seriously impaired hearing, muttered Finn. Mud, run, roared the crowd. Say it again, urged Brad. Mud, run, yelled the crowd. Wow, it doesn't take much to brainwash the residents of Currawong, does it? Probably easier than getting them to actually wash, said April. Who is that guy? asked Finn. Brad Pedler, said Loretta. He grew up in Currawong, but he ran away from home when he was 16. Then he came back again because it was too far to walk to Bilgong. Then when he was 18, he bought a car and drove off. He came back a couple of years ago to take over the Mad Mud Mud Run. It's huge. They hold them all over the world. So he hated Currawong, said Finn, and now he comes back once a year to cover it in mud? I know, and all the residents cheer with delight about it. It's wonderful living here, said Loretta. So much irony. That's right, Currawong, continued Brad, his voice booming over the speaker system. The Mad Mud Mud Run is back. In just four weeks, your town will be covered in mud. Everyone cheered. That's a good thing, asked April. I thought the people here were neat freaks. They'll do anything for a good festival, explained Loretta. So we want you all to enter, yelled Brad. Everyone cheered. What, even the old people? asked April. This year there'll be a special seniors category, cried Brad, as if reading April's thoughts. Elderly, wavering cheers could be heard from seniors throughout the crowd. A walking stick flew through the air and nearly struck Brad on the head. He had to duck to avoid it, but it didn't put a dent in his impressively white-toothed smile. He just wagged his finger at the elderly lady who'd thrown it. Is that you, Agnes Dalrymple? asked Brad. I can't believe you're still alive and haven't been put in jail for assault yet. Constable Nitwit's too scared to try and arrest me, called the former mayor's wife. And if you can't enter, then we still want your help, continued Brad. We need volunteers. 
That's just code for slave labour, said April. And most importantly, we need mud, called Brad. That's why we bring our mud run to this wonderful farming heartland. Because where there's farms, there's dirt. And where there's dirt, we can make mud. So we're looking for donations of dirt and mud. Just bring it on into town and dump it. We'll put it to good use. Oh, hang about, spotted Mr Lang. The guidance counsellor might have only been acting interim mayor for two days, but even he could see the potential chaos of inviting farmers to dump mud in the centre of town. But this year we're doing something extra special, said Brad, turning away from Mr Lang and blocking him from the microphone with his huge, muscly frame. This year we're going to select one lucky Currawong student to design the entire Mud Run course. We're calling on all the kids of Currawong to come up with the best and craziest mud obstacles you can think of. Brad pointed at the sea of teenagers in school uniforms as he said this. Finn was dazzled. He could have sworn that Brad looked directly into his eyes as he said, Have you got what it takes to challenge the mud runners who will soon be travelling here from all around the world? Yes, yes I have, mumbled Finn. He loved designing things generally, but designing tricky things to aggravate people, that was his favourite kind of design. You have seven days to complete your plan, said Brad. Then we'll choose the most mind-blowingly awesome design. If that's yours, then you can have complete control over the build team to construct it. I will win that design competition, said Finn quietly, but with absolute determination. We also care for the community, said Brad, in a serious tone, before reverting back to his super exuberant voice to announce, So the first student to cross the line will get a $2,000 grant for their school. The girls from St Anthony squealed with delight. Brad winked at them theatrically. That's right. Just imagine what $2,000 could do for your school. The St Anthony girls squealed again and started gabbling amongst themselves. The Currawong High students chatted excitedly about this too. And now for a word from our sponsor, declared Brad. He reached back and clapped his arm around the shoulders of Mr Chelsea, the owner of the Chelsea Bakery, who had been hovering at the back of the stage. Even with his impressive strength, Brad ended up having to step back and use both hands to push Mr Chelsea forward to the microphone. Mr Chelsea looked terrified. He was a sweaty man, partly because he was overweight and partly because he spent most of his time standing next to an oven. Both occupational hazards when you make delicious baked treats for a living. But on this occasion, Mr Chelsea was sweating like a rotating garden sprinkler because of nerves. Um, on behalf of everyone at the Chelsea Bakery, I'm with the world-famous Currawong Turkey Pie. It gives us great pleasure to once again sponsor the Mad Mud Mud Run. He stepped back from the microphone, like a hostage who'd just been forced to give a confession on an internet video. That's right, cried Brad. Thanks to our generous sponsor, the prize for the Mad Mud Mud Run will yet again be $10,000 for the men's champion. The crowd cheered. Mr Chelsea flinched at the roar of the crowd. There have been some rule changes this year, continued Brad. Suddenly he was serious and sombre. This year there will be no horses allowed. This brought a huge cheer from the crowd. Horses, said Joe. Who would take a horse in a mud race? Loretta grinned. I know. It was wicked of me. You, said Joe. What's the women's prize money, asked April. Ah, said Loretta. That's a bit controversial. More controversial than entering a horse, asked Finn. Oh, much more controversial, said Loretta. I entered a male horse, so that was all right. What are you talking about, asked April but it was hard to hold a conversation with the music blaring and Brad's voice bellowing over the PA system. 
So you better start practicing, Brad boomed. And to celebrate the launch of this year's festivities, Mr. Chelsea from the Chelsea Bakery has provided free mud cake for everyone over there in the refreshment tent. So you can start your mud training by getting stuck into some mud cake. There were more cheers. Mr. Chelsea clenched and twisted his baker's apron anxiously. He looked like he wanted to cry as the crowd surged towards the refreshment tent. The volume of the music was pumped up and the crowd chattered happily. What do you mean, controversial? April yelled to Loretta, but she could not make herself heard above the music and gabble of the crowd. Too many people were pushing past them as they headed towards the tent with a free mud cake. And that is the end of the chapter, so we'll leave it there. Until next time, goodbye.